Tattoo artist here, Michael Manorino, and this is by appointment only a tattoo podcast where we talk about Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> and why they're the single greatest hip hop group. Wait a second, and how I miss my uncle Charles. <laughs> I was in the bathroom and I wanted to do that so fucking bad. I was like, I'm gonna go right into the Bone Thugs and Harmony thing. I love that. Uh, this is by appointment only the tattoo podcast where we talk about tattoos. Why we love them, why we hate them, and the magical, mystical relationship between a tattoo artist and their friends and the people mm-hmm. that they tattoo. Before we get too deep in that, I just want to let everybody who's only listening to this medium know that we don't actually have Bone Thugs and Harmony in here. That was just me impersonating Bone Thugs and Harmony. I know that it was like spot on, perfect, sounded exactly like Bone Thugs, but they are not here. We do not have the Bone Thugs or Harmony here. Okay, can I make a request? Yes. We still miss our Uncle Charles. We still miss okay, my Uncle Charles. In the, show, no. in the show notes, like on Spotify, I wanted to say... <laughs> Bone Thugs in Harmony. <laughs> so everyone that clicks on it is like, holy shit. <laughs> He's talking to Bone Thugs in Harmony. Like, and then presses play and then hears the jokes and then gets to this point into it to find out that it's Noelle Nelson. Noelle Nelson's our guest today. Woo! Let's hear it for Noelle. <laughs> just, as, just as cool as Bone Thugs, if not cooler. cooler, cooler, cooler. I'm going to say yeah. it's, it like does this. It oscillates. But you are here. Bone Thugs and Harmony is not here. So for anyone that was a mega fan <laughs> that was hoping to listen to Bone Thugs on my podcast, they're not here. I'm so sorry for the disappointment. <laughs> don't don't be sorry. Don't apologize to us. We're just as excited to have you. Me too. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell everyone in uh, Tattoo Podcast Land a little bit about yourself? Um. Wow. I'm. My name's Noelle. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. We've met before. <laughs> <laughs> um. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know where to start. Um, I do yoga. That's kind of like my whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's nice when like you're able to work and also make it your hobby. So I literally just do yoga all the time. And it's I make it sound much nicer than it is. But I run yoga studios. And in my free time, I practice yoga. And you're like a full-blown like yogi. Yes, I am a full-blown yogi. Um, I moved to Los Angeles so I could pursue yoga full-time, which yeah. is like really special. From Las Vegas, Nevada, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Ooh. We're going to have some... Oh, you The land of broken dreams. Yeah. yeah. My, my hometown. Oh, nice. It must For, have been crazy growing up in Vegas. Yeah, it was really weird. Was it cool? I mean, it was cool in the sense that it's Las Vegas and the fun things we do on the weekend are like go to hotel pool parties and sneak into nightclubs and... Yeah, literally, like, like since... Fist pumping. Every time we touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hit home. Um, so it was cool in that aspect, but it also got old really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's what you think like growing up in Vegas would be like, Yeah, it's crazy. People are in and out. You meet a lot of different types of people. It's very multicultural. Um, the airport's really big so you can leave easy. That's cool. That's it's a plus. cheap, but I heard now it's kind of expensive, but when I was there previously, it was super cheap, which was also a huge plus. So much to live there? Yeah. It has its areas. Yeah. Like, there's areas where it is cheap to live there. But, like, you also don't really want to live in those areas. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because those areas, when I was there, I moved in 2018. 
So I was living in a nicer area of town and we were still only paying like $500 a month per person. So you're in those areas back then and it was like 150 per person, you know? Jeez. So it's, it's crazy. I, uh, last night I was watching a documentary about Las Vegas. Uh, apparently there was a hotel owner who was supposed to open a hotel with another guy and he tricked him out of his money. And then a group of 13 guys helped him get his money back. It was called Ocean's 13. It was a fascinating movie. Oh, it yeah. was one of those gentlemen, um, Matthew Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt. Okay. Yeah, and uh, another. There's another guy. Uh, D- Donald Cheadle. Yes. Donald Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah true story. I was gonna say. It, it, I heard it was a true story. Yeah, hundred percent true story. Talk about it on the strip all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard a truer story in my life. Yes, <laughs> that movie was really funny. This movie's fucking great. I watched I've watched Oceans 11, 12 and 13 three days in a row. It was like one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had. <laughs> what That's, inspired that like I, fuck if I know. <laughs> it was like insanity is what inspired. It was like one of those things where sometimes like Miranda and I get in bed and I'm just like I don't want to watch like Chopped and yeah. I don't want to watch cartoons. Like I want to watch a movie Brother, how much fucking chop can I watch? I mean, how much chop is there? Watch. An endless amount, an infinite amount. And I'm more of a Beat Bobby Flay person. Beat Bobby Flay is fucking fire. Sorry, we're getting way off topic. We haven't even started with question one yet. (laughs) I can tell that the three of us have missed podcasting. Oh, yeah. When we do this. So much. What's up, everybody? Welcome to My Appointment (laughs) Only. It's the Tattoo Podcast. These two idiots were sick last week, so we couldn't do it. So Armed and Dangerous were homesick. But now he was sick. He was sick. And then I was just like buried in work. It was like so much. You can't have armed without dangerous. So I have to have you together. There we go. Okay, Noel, let's talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, all the time that I've known you, you are very creative. You're very naturey. You're very spiritual. You like all of these fun, babely things. When you were a little girl, did you feel any particular draw towards like nature or being artistic or being spiritual or how, how did that originally feel to you when you were young? I think the call to nature came really easy. And when I was younger and my parents were kind of that positive influence, um, I'm kind of rigid by nature. So to really like step into this like creative seat is kind of weird for me because I really do like structure and I like a certain way. I'm kind of like stiff like that. And at the same time, like I do love to create things and to make things and to like have that creative process. So yes, and, but the nature part, 100%. Um, when was the first time you were like in nature and you were like, I love this shit. I mean, all the time we have my grew up, I grew up in Vegas. So our backyard was just a giant like desert and I would just run out there naked little kid barefoot playing in the dirt with the rocks and all the bugs, um, just having a blast. And from a young age, I always traveled with my parents. So I think being exposed to so many different cultures and different environments and being able to just take in so much and still live in a desert, um, it really influenced that part of like me loving nature and loving traveling and like doing little road trips and taking other trips to different nature destinations. You're a military kid, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Your dad was in the military? Yep. But was it like he was already done with that when you were a kid? Yeah. So my mom had a military dad too, but my mom's dad was active duty. So they frequently traveled around and she didn't really settle until she was like middle school age, maybe even like closer to high school. 
and that was really hard on her so that was one of her things is that she always wanted like one house she didn't want me moving to multiple houses like she didn't want to leave cities just kind of have that really stable childhood so I was really blessed in that way um my dad was always reserve I think that is what it's called so he went every weekend and <laughs> like if the war he, like, popped off thing, and, and yeah like, the war popped go. off he would have to go <laughs> but like he would still have to like report and like sometimes they did call him like he went crazy places with the military um like what what, what branch was he in he was a navy cb yeah. so he was construction battalion so he did all of like mostly cargo offloading loading things of that nature and like construction work um but I remember one time he went to Norway and he brought me back like a little like crazy troll guy and I That's had cool. it for so long. Like crazy places like that. Where's the troll guy? I don't know. Left? He's went back gone. to Norway? Gone, yeah. Rest in power. Yeah. yeah. To the little troll guy. Yeah. Now, when you were a little girl or even like a teenager, do you feel like you felt creative? Or did you like feel like Noel was a creative person or do you think that because of yoga and life and experience you've become more creative? Oh yeah, no, definitely. It was definitely something I like really was drawn to since I was a little kid um but more just like hobbies in the sense and like to be straight up like I'm the type of personality that I want to be good at something and if I'm going to keep doing it it's because I know I'm good at it so if I'm not instantly good at something I just like it's a hobby like I just do it for fun and that's kind of like how my creative avenues were for me where it was fun and like I was okay at it but it was nothing like I wasn't the next painting prodigy or photography prodigy so it's just like a hobby <laughs> do you find yourself being really competitive yeah yeah yeah, yeah really, really yeah and that's like i don't come off as a crazy competitive person but i am very like cutthroat in that nature where like i really do like to win and i'm very results driven and goal driven so so like if you and mika were like on like the amazing race or something <laughs> would you be like really hardcore about it oh yeah really oh yeah which is funny because i mean we'll get to mika later but like i I feel like he's so chill. Oh, no, we're both so competitive. And, like, he likes to win even more than I like to win. Really? <laughs> so Hell if yeah. we were competing against each other, so, for example, the first time we played the board game Risk together, like, it came out, you know, like, he didn't see that side of me yet. Yeah. And, like, he straight up, he was, like, like really questioning, like, his whole existence in our relationship. <laughs> like, I, I thought he was going to walk out of our friend's house. No, it was his house. I thought we were going to walk out of his house with him being, like, Thanks, but like, it's just not working out anymore. <laughs> Are you too competitive? I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm competitive in the same way. Like where it's like I don't feel like I need to be like. Um, like I'm not like a sports guy, right? Like I, I don't like. I'm not like out here like. Oh, I can like, like where Michael is like. Oh, or Miguel's like. I need. I need to like bench press this or like lift all this weight. I'm like more of like the, okay, I need the, like the results side of it. Like I don't necessarily see like all the steps. I see like the, the end point where I'm like, I need to win a Pokemon tournament. You know what I mean? I don't see the, I need to win this match. I see it as, okay, this is what the goal is. And mm -hmm. where do I need to do to get there? You know what I mean? Do you understand the difference? What I'm saying? Yes, I do. Off, off pod. Can, can we talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. Can we unpack that? Because without me getting too much into it, if you adjust that perspective, mm -hmm. it'll get easier. Okay. Because like if it, what so often humans do this thing where you become so focused on step 25 mm -hmm. that you fuck up steps yeah. two through 24. I also do see myself like in a, in like a, I know we we're talking about off pod, but whatever. But like I see myself <laughs> in, in situations where I go like, I definitely 
see myself where I go, oh fuck, like here's the payoff, right? I have the payoff and it's like, I've won. Like like my victory is here. And I don't really remember everything to get there because I'm not living in the moment. I'm not enjoying all the steps to get there. And that's actually something I've really been working on is like trying to understand like, and uh, understand why it's important to be like, you know what? let's get this step done and like, let's make sure that step number one is perfect and step number two is perfect. And like how great all those things are, because even when like in like career wise, Mm -hmm. like through my entire life, I've always just been like, Oh fuck. Like I want to be, I want to be a store manager. So like, how the fuck do I become a store manager? And it's like, when you become a store manager, you're like, Oh fuck, it feels so good. All right. Now I want to be a DM. And then because like I got that payoff of, of like being a store manager, I'm like, I don't want to wait fucking 10 years to be a DM or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like certain things where you're just like, well, now I'm not going to feel that positive thing in a while. So I'm like, fuck this. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I feel you on the competitive. Are you competitive? Yeah, I'm pretty competitive. <laughs> that's I, all. That's I'm going to keep it short. It's all right. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay. I, I think it's interesting because like I don't imagine you as a competitive person, but then I guess everyone is different. I think too, like I... And it's interesting to have this conversation with all of you because I am only competitive towards myself. Mm. I don't like to be competitive towards others. Yeah. And I do like the Kendrick Lamar thing where I want everyone to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I like I, that, that perspective and that state of mind is always interesting to me because I'm the person that would fuck themselves out of the gold medal because I would feel a type of way at the end of the race and be like, I'm going to let someone else win. Which is kind of dumb, but yeah. no, no, it's fair. I, I totally see it. And I think my whole thing is like a happy medium in between the two perspectives. It's like if you're better than me and like you show up and like you kick my ass, like that's you. And like I'm like proud for you and like you earn that and you should win. Yeah. But like if I'm the better person, then like I should win. And you're gonna be like, you know? that's got you're fucking right. I'm I like, won. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> she's the type. She's the type. Who goes like, oh yeah, like you were better than me and that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. I'll see you in two weeks because I'm whooping that ass. Exactly. Like, I'll be coming back 10 times harder. And I think that's the nature of like a game and being competitive and like the idea of having like even like winners in a competition is like show up and fucking try your hardest. And if you're the best one, you're going to you're going to prove it. Yeah. So Miranda's doing a uh, in March. She's doing a pole dancing competition. So fun. Yes. Yeah. Those and are so cool. Every day I just look at her and I say, you're a champion. Yeah. You're a champion. You're a champion. And it's like starting to, like, I see her. She's like, I'm a champion. I'm like, yes, yes you are. That's I how can't you- imagine a better person to be in my corner. Like, like if I was like it, going to do a competition or be in anything like that or anything competitive at just- all. But like, like literally the pep talk, like on the way to that would be like, from you would be fucking <laughs> I think about it every day. Yeah. The heart to heart that her and I are going to have where I'm just going to be like, you don't need to visualize winning because you've already won Mm -hmm. like you already are the champion you've already won you're already the best you just got to go get it you you just have to just put your hands on the pole yeah that's it i love that i think about like rose namayunis and like pat berry Mm -hmm. where like there there's this ufc fighter and she like walks out to the cage and she's just like literally yells i'm the best i'm the best i'm the best and it's like fuck dude like that shit i mean she's not fought very well lately but like either way (laughs) like just yeah. having that fucking she's confidence best, and like she's really not the best. But the energy but like, is so sick. But yeah, the energy is fucking sick. I love that shit. Okay, so speaking of the best, I'm going to go on record and say that you are one of the best yogis in Los Angeles. We're just going to say it, okay? <laughs> Hell yeah. You're that's, the best. 
That's a very large title. I would not give that to myself, but thank you very much. Well, I'm giving it to you. Thank you. Too too bad. <laughs> you can't take it back. The by appointment only awards. Award 2024. of best yogi on best the show. Yogi. Noel Nelson. Noel. How did you get there? How did you tell us about how you found <laughs> yoga? How did you, how did that become such an integral part of your life? Yeah. Um, I actually, so back, going back, back when I was a kid, the neighbor across the street, but behind my house, um, was also like same age. And at the time there wasn't that many like other little girls in my neighborhood. So we had played together and she had horses and I would go and like ride the horses and play at her farm. It was really cool. Um, there was like a three or four year age gap between us. So when she went to high school, we stopped hanging out as much because obviously it's kind of weird if like a 12 year old and a 16 year old are hanging out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're cool yeah. with that. It's my cousin. You like hanging out little but kids. But like when it's family, oh. it's different. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Family is different than like just this, like my little neighbor girl, like hanging out with me and my teenage yeah. friends. So she actually, I think, ended up moving for a little bit and then came back to Vegas for college. And at that point, I was like a junior in high school, so it was a little more appropriate. Um, but all of her and her friends were doing like yoga and meditation classes. And I started hanging out with them more. And they started taking me around to these classes and I really started resonating with it. Um, and then from there, I just kind of kept taking like classes as I could because I was still in high school, going to like park classes. I remember like Chelsea and my childhood best friend, um, who's also been tattooed by Michael. I took her to a park class our senior year of high school. And like she told me the other day, she was like, I don't think I've been to a yoga class since. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it was a joke, I think. But um, <laughs> just like an example, like any way I could when I was younger, I was trying to like get into like classes. I really enjoyed how it felt and the mindfulness. Um, what was the immediate thing that you loved about it right away? Like what locked you in? I felt I was good at it. Okay. <laughs> all right. In yeah. the sense that I was taking a lot of classes and I was very flexible at the time. So all of these like really crazy bendy flexible things came very natural to me. I had like a small ballet background. So it just felt really good in my body to be able to like exercise my flexibility um, in like a sport because I was still active. But again, like I'm not really like a sports girl. I'm not trying to like run up and down a court or anything like that. But like a yoga class for 60, 75 minutes, like that was great. And that felt really good. Um, at the end of this pod, can you make these two do a yoga pose? Yo like a yoga pose? <laughs> <laughs> Your I'm, face. I'm, I'm with it. You know, there's That's there are very schedule. simple yoga poses. Like even just like sitting and just like, you know, just like sitting is a, is a yoga pose in itself. Corey, what do you Michael think? Michael said that shit. My ACL went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please, please, brother, do not do this. Please, come on. This is an exercise <laughs> is podcast. Not, no, no, no. You pack up that camera. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so you're doing your yoga thing. You're loving it. You're drawn towards it. You're good at it. The movement feels good. And do you think it, right away, was it like, I want to do this as an occupation? Or was it something that kind of in time found its way to you? Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time. My parents were like very conventional in the sense that they're like, you need to do college to be like any type of successful in your career path. Like you have to have a degree or you're not, you're going to be like a homeless loser. <laughs> like it was intense. Yeah, it's um, very intense. It's like college or homeless loser. It's no, one like, or the other. It, and that's how like it felt in my household. Um, 
so with that being said I always knew I loved people like I know that's not something people always say but like I truly like I'm a people person I really love people hey um, me too that's why we get along I that's love right. people they're the best <laughs> so sweet <laughs> uh, so I know I wanted to work with people and being a natural leader in that capacity like came very easy to me so I was like eh, teaching and there was like a long line of teachers in my family so I was like I'll go to college for elementary education so originally I was in college for elementary education um, when I was 20 or 21 I was practicing regularly at my yoga studio and they asked me if I wanted to do the training for free and like straight up the guy came up to me and he's this like big um, English guy bald guy like 6'3 and he's just like you're like Gumby. You're really flexible. I'm going to make you strong. I was just like, what? He's like, do my yoga training. I was just like, what? <laughs> and then like eventually after like I kept taking his class, I kept taking class, he would come up to me. He goes, Gumby, are you taking my training? <laughs> and then eventually he learned my name. And after time, I was like, okay, fine, dude. Like, <laughs> I'll take your training. He was like, for three years, he called me Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still like through training, he called me Gumby too. But it, it was really life-changing in that sense after I did my training I saw so many strong women in leadership positions in the studio running the studio doing operations leading trainings and I was like that's really cool and I could see myself in that capacity um so that's when I kind of decided I wanted to take on yoga as a career path cool do you so as someone that teaches and has been teaching and has taught people does that happen where like someone comes in and you're like you just have it they just have like that natural flexibility and like uh, like a pre-designation to flexibility or is it something that you think is like it has to come with training? I think every body is different and I really don't know enough about anatomy to like fully answer that question. Okay. So I get yes. I'm assuming some people just like are super hypermobile and will be so much more flexible, so much faster and more accessible than other people who don't have those like hypermobilities. Um, does it mean their body should be contorting in those shapes? Again, I can't tell you, but yeah, I do think some people are born more flexible than others. That makes sense. That was a really good, like teacherly answer. That was like a very <laughs> diplomatic, good answer. Let's talk about tattoos a little bit. Okay, great. When did you see your first tattoo? When was the first time you saw a tattoo and did you like them right away? Were you interested in them right away? Yeah, I was interested in them right away. Both of my parents have tattoos. What um, do they have? Are they cool? I'm, my mom has a tiny cherub on her shoulder. Very um, on trend right now. Yes. And, you know, she got it in the 90s, maybe even 80s, probably 80s. Hell um, yeah. yeah hell it was yeah. definitely the 80s because she told me it was like a, like a fuck you to her parents. Like, I'm 18. I'm going to get a tattoo. And she like picked it out of a flashbook and it was a little like tiny baby angel. Hell it's on her yeah. shoulder. And she's very indifferent about it. She really can care she less really about him. She really got him. Yeah. She's like, look at this cute little angel him. I got. Yeah. Um, but it's very like on par with my mom. Like growing up, our house decorations were just like suns and moons and like little angels. <laughs> so it, it made sense. Um, and my dad, military. So of course, military stereotype. He has so many different tattoos and he used to be like a punk rocker. So he has old like punk rock tattoos and like kind of more modern military tattoos. Um, but yeah, I've always been interested in them. What was your very first tattoo? It was a flower on my left shoulder blade. Um, it's actually the national flower of Korea. What flower is it? It's like, um, it kind of looks like a hibiscus. It's called a Korean rose. Cool. Yeah. My brother has one of those. 
tattooed on his like here. Cool. That was remember when he was telling you guys about the, the when he got tattooed in Korea and he was yeah. like the guy was like 15 more minutes and it was like an hour's worth of tattooing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what that is. One of those Korean yeah. roses. He said it was awful. Like like in terms of pain. Yeah. <laughs> I really like yeah, that story neck. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he I guess cuz the dude didn't speak English and he told my brother my brother was like, "Hey, it hurts really bad how much longer?" And he's like, "Oh, 15 more minutes." <laughs> And then like hours went by. Oh no! <laughs> Just grinding into it. Oh, oh Matt, shout out Matt. Big shout out Matt. Love and that then guy. how far into it? How many tattoos did you have when I started tattooing you? Um, only two. You, I think you did my third one. Cool. I did my shoulder, and then I did my sternum, and then I think you did my first one on my sleeve. Cool. How was has that sternum? How was that sternum? Yeah, second tattoo, yeah, right rough? in the sternum. Don't you have like a? It's like a mandala vibe here, right? Yeah, it's kind of mandala. Whoa, it's whoa, a lotus flower. Do you, have, you have Nelson Mandela there. Do, do what? Do what? Because I heard that the mandala effect was named after like mandalas, how they like are like a fan, how everything's connected. Is that correct? Look, man. <laughs> yeah. You can you can sit here and argue with Google all you want. Just I'm, because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. It's not true at all. So, so you're saying everything on the internet? Everything on the internet is 100% true. I Googled it, <laughs> and there were like 20 Google articles that were saying the same things. So I'm just, that that's just... Noelle, who, whose friend are you? I'm so sorry, but the if anyone else can Google it and see the same thing I did. And who did you piss off on YouTube that you were quote-unquote correct and you're on the internet right now? I don't know. About the Compton Cowboys? Oh, I... Uh, mm. I mean, it's okay. Mm. 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 Interesting. Listen. On the internet. <laughs> just saying. Okay, can, can I just make it clear? I don't think that everything that's on the internet is, is true. Because I feel I, like there's going to be one person listening to this podcast like, yo, that fucking producer guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> can I just make it clear that uh, this is a bit and I'm just fucking around? Yeah, we're all joking. <laughs> okay, joke. okay, please. Because uh, the last thing we use people, I mean, I think everyone already thinks we're fucking idiots, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not like a, whoa. Hey, 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 hey guess what? Guess what? You're right. Yeah, you're <laughs> we exactly, are fucking idiots. We are a bunch of fucking so idiots. Uh, do you have any particularly memorable tattoo experiences? Any tattoos that you like really love? Any tattoos that are near and dear to you for any particular reason? Um, honestly, I love all of my tattoos. Okay. Yeah. Your your tiger's really cool that you got. I really like that one. Yeah, that one was cool. Where's that? Um, it's right here on my arm. I don't it's not gonna go up high enough, but a lot of my tattoos I got while I was traveling. Um, so they all have kind of not all of them, but some of them have like a fun little story. The tiger was done in Osaka. That's right. You got it in Japan. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the shop. It was a really cool shop. Totally can't remember the name. But you would recommend getting tattooed in Japan? Yes. Okay. Very good. I mean, I had a great experience. Was there anything you noticed about getting tattooed in Japan versus getting tattooed in the States? Like, was it like, like, are they like heavy, more heavy handed or anything like that? Or is it like pretty much the art is the same where you go? Yeah, it was the honestly the shop looked exactly like mm. any other tattoo shop I've been in. Um, the guy who did it, it, I can't. I was trying to remember the process I went through, but I think I emailed them to make an appointment, and they booked like a time slot, but they didn't give me an artist until I arrived, and it was mm. just kind of like he's available. Can he do what you want? And I was like, well, let me see what he does. Okay, great, let's do it. And then he drew my tiger. Um, and then we just jumped right into it. But I do, I honestly, I, no one's had a crazy heavy hand. Like I've 
always had a really good experience with all the artists I've gotten, even like the random like yeah. walk up, like let me yeah. see your flash books. I want a tattoo today. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like is there the experience that you and I have had, like with me tattooing you, do you just feel like I made it easy or like you just felt comfortable? Like what is it that kept you continually coming back? I think it was a combination of like I I really liked your art and like I liked what you were drawing. Um, I thought it was very unique and a lot of stuff I didn't see before. So I trusted you with like my ideas and you're very open to drawing my ideas and kind of like putting like a little twin spin on it. Um, I think because a lot of the times when I got tattooed from you, I was living in Las Vegas. So yeah. I think I also like liked the idea of coming to LA <laughs> to get a tattoo and like it was just like a part of the thing. Um, and yeah, like the friendship part too, because like we did like create a friendship starting off as like a client basis. So I really enjoyed that part. Um, it was always easy. Cool. Michael Manorino is number one in tattooing, number one in friendship. It's I true. agree. Voted. You need a plan. I'm number one in like the combination. The combination. combination. Friendship and tattooing. Yes. But that's what it's all about. I like mean, the I, community aspect. Yeah. And it's, it's important to me. And I've talked about it many times on this podcast before, but like it's, I want everyone that I tattoo to feel like they're my friend. Yeah. I never, ever, ever wanted to feel transactional. Like, yes, people have to give me money for tattoos because I have to like fund yeah. this whole fun experiment. But to me, it's always like the friendship thing first. Totally. And um, I think that there's a perfect way to balance that without charging a ton or without being too much of a friend because there's people like you that I'm very close with or people like Armed and Dangerous that I'm really close with. And then others where like they come in, you know, we chit chat and then they leave. Totally. You know, and I'm like, we're chill, but like it's, you know, like we're just, we're never going to have the closeness that I have with certain people just because different personality types, age differences or whatever. There's a million other factors, but like Will, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that this podcast reached out to him and made him trim his beard. <laughs> a, a friend of ours, he had like a really just like hectic beard going on. And then out of the blue, we like, we're joking about it on the pod. And then out of the blue in our group chat, he was like, Hey guys, I trim my beard. <laughs> so, Will. I love you. Will. I know he's the best. I only talk shit about Will. it. Cause I know that he's going to listen and I love him so much. And be because it's Will, because you just like, yeah. be like, Oh, Will, you're the best. Yeah. I bet you look great. Will. I like it. <laughs> his ego is he's his, his car windows just exploded. Cause his <laughs> ego is so fucking big. Hey, Will, Will, this is specifically for you. Noah has a boyfriend, so <laughs> do not yeah, slide the DM. Excited. Don't do crash not, your car yeah, trying to find her on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> with the busted out windows. <laughs> I'll ignore it. <laughs> Yo, so does everybody else. <laughs> Damn, we brought him up so high to bring him down so low. Okay, so you were talking about coming from Vegas to LA to get tattooed it just you just like coming to LA ultimately what prompted the big move you were like fuck it I'm gonna leave Vegas I'm coming to LA what happened um yoga I wanted to do yoga full-time yeah um it at that time in Vegas and probably still now honestly the yoga community was just so small and already so established being a young new yoga teacher was really competitive and there's just no leadership opportunities um really in Vegas so I moved to LA you're like fucking I'm coming to LA that's right yoga 
capital. Is this really? States. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Fucking might as well be. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that because you are the only person that I've ever known that like successfully becomes a yogi and is like a yoga instructor and all those things. I have met many, 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 many babes in my life <laughs> who are like, I think I want to become a yoga instructor. I think I want to be, I think I want to cast off the, the, the coat, the crushing coat of like a regular nine to five desk job. And I want to wear like a cute outfit and I want to help people get in shape and I want to go to the desert and I want to take psychedelics and I want to be a yogi and I want to do that. And I'm like, that's cool. You should do that. And then they never do it. And they're still at their desk job. Yeah. But you're the person that did it. Yeah, I just um, I think I got lucky because when I moved to L.A., I was 22, 23. So I was very young. I still am very young. Um, but I already knew what I wanted to do. Um, and I'm a Capricorn. So I, I'm very like when I set my mind on something like I, I want to do it, especially those like big goals that we were talking about, like love it. Um, so and like, believe me, it took a long time and I worked really hard to get where I am. And I went through many different phases of like being a yogi. So it started off as like, OK, I want to move to L.A. I want to manage a yoga studio. I want to help spread yoga to the world. No one would hire me. I had no experience. I've been teaching for two, three years, maybe max at this point. Um, and I've been like a shift lead. So at that point, I was like, OK, well, I'm just going to take any job that will hire me in L.A. so I can make this move. So I took a job at an amenities management company where it was really dope on paper. So I was like, that? it was so they did the amenities for like luxury apartment buildings. Mm. Oh, so like, I remember when you were doing this job. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I would get like a budget to throw like residential parties and okay. like bring outside vendors in and like schedule all of the fitness stuff in the gym. So Word. it had its perks, but it was a really toxic work environment. The property management company we worked with and like the actual company I worked for were under a lot of lawsuits. Like it was just, it was a messy situation. So I quit to teach full time. So I left like my nine to five, like very tiny salary job to teach yoga full time. Um, and it was hard. I taught a lot of like classes. I worked a lot of front desk shifts, but doing that grind and like I was working seven days straight, multiple weeks in a row. I was teaching two to three classes a day, driving from fucking Arcadia to Beverly Hills just to like teach a class for 60 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, doing privates on top of that, um, some events here and there. But eventually I was able to get in a management position at one of the studios I was teaching at um, right before the pandemic happened. Um, I snuck into this management position. The world shut down and then we reopened like outdoors and like it was just really great like on resume and experience wise like running a studio through the pandemic was wild um and then from there i got in with my current company that i'm working for and just slowly working from within um now i run basically like a whole company alongside another group of strong women thankfully um but it's just it's been a really long journey and i've worked really hard to get where i am and yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to to see where it continues to take me, but all within the world of yoga, which I'm cool. so grateful to be able to do. Yeah. So the the place that I've come and like done yoga with you 
different company or same company the one in silver lake different so that was the outdoor one i managed During that one yeah for like a year okay, okay and then i left um i'm currently at hot eight yoga okay like, yeah plug yeah um, <laughs> that's like top tier that's like equinox of yoga it, we are the equinox of yoga <laughs> damn that hair flip was great <laughs> there was that's, zero hesitation yeah, that shit. she's like goddamn right <laughs> that's what we strive to be and like going back to like being the best and like really striving to like be the best and set the bar high and like set really big goals i get to work with mostly women who have that same mentality and it's like you can win and i can win like it's not like and or mm -hmm. it's and all of us which is really really cool awesome yeah and i honestly think that's why we're able to do so many things because we're bringing together like this collective of like really strong it's a leaders combination yeah combination yes exactly the theme of this whole podcast yes Amazing. So, uh, so a couple things I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that, and I think this is really good advice because this has been like a constant thread in this podcast. If you want to do something and you believe in doing something and you believe truly that it's your path, at some point you're going to be in a situation where you're like, I hate this shit. And like you were saying, like driving from Arcadia to Beverly Hills to like do a class or do a private where they're complaining or like having those days where you're just like, I just want a fucking break. What did you do? Like, how did you push through that? What for you, Noel, do you do? And can you maybe impart onto other people that are like in the beginning of it? And you get to those days where you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go back to Wells Fargo. Or I'm going to go back to whatever working for Amazon because I just can't hang anymore. But how did you do it? You know, and I think other people who feel like they're on their right path will agree. Like, I never really had those moments, honestly. Like, I have the cool. moments where I'm like, this is fucking hard. Like, I'm paycheck to paycheck. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm working so much. But it was never that, like, I, I need to stop this. I want to stop this. It's always just like, this is hard. And, like, I know it's going to get better. Like, what can I do to, like, not work harder but work smarter in that sense so I can make more money and not be working as hard while still doing what I love. So I never really had like that moment of like, I want to quit yoga. Yeah. I've always wanted to like be in this industry since I've done my teacher training. Um, it's just really called to me. And with that, I find that it's came to me very naturally in the sense that I'm working hard, I'm working hard, I'm working hard. And then just the opportunity comes. And then I take the opportunity and then like I work harder, work harder, work hard. And then the next opportunity, it's nothing that I feel like has been out of place or out of alignment. So maybe that's why I've never had those hesitations or kind yeah. of like second thoughts. But I guess any knowledge is just find what you love to do and make your hobby your career. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I give a piece of advice to people out there that are thinking about doing that? Yeah, yeah. Go on fucking LinkedIn and look at like what the job openings are and then read the descriptions and it'll make you not want to do that shit real fucking quick. Because yeah, <laughs> right. like there have been times where I've been like, oh, I don't know if I want to really pursue this anymore. Like this shit is kind of getting hard or like, yeah, I'm broke as fuck. And then I go read that shit and I go, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I would do anything to never have to do any of these things ever again. So, well, what's cool too is like, I mean, I, Noel, Mark, mm -hmm. you guys, Patrick, there's so many people that have been on this podcast that have an unwavering belief in themselves, which to me is the most interesting thing is that mm -hmm. like you 
were like, I'm going to keep doing this because I know it's going to be successful because I'm going to be successful because this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like with you at the game store, like you with the training, like I've, I've noticed that, that we're all magnets towards each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like you, because who's combination mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes up every time. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, but yeah. I, I want to toot your horn for that though, because I think that you have done an amazing job like cultivating and, and making this entire environment where people around you are attracted to you that are like that. Being, mm-hmm. And I think that it's your energy and I think it's the way that you act and the way that you speak and the way that you respond and the way that you're also an inspiration to a lot of people. I've known you for a long time and like watching you come up from, you know, being the guy that just works at somebody else's tattoo shop and you're being like, dude, I'm getting fucking extorted for 40% of my fucking money. Like this shit fucking sucks. I hate it. I hate the way that the industry works. I hate the way that all this shit works. How the fuck am I gonna, you know, change it? and do what I can to make my people happier and continue to grow my culture and the way that I want things to be within a profession that I love, which is tattooing, right? Yeah. I think that that has been immensely inspiring to a lot of people around you. And I think that the way that you are and the way that you act with shit, like, dude, like you are growing something and it's amazing. And I think that like, obviously this is just the beginning. This is like step fucking one, but like, it's it's great, and I think that you deserve a lot of credit in that because you bring and attract those people around you. So butterfly effect, one might say. Butterfly, yeah, yeah exactly. Thank definitely you. not not the not the not mandala, mandala effect, effect, but the butterfly effect. Yes, Shout thank out you, Ash and Kutcher. Thank you, steel sharp and steel, baby. Yeah, You're that's how it baby. goes. You know, shing shing. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so we try not to have things be too negative on this pod, but. Is there anything for you personally in the yoga slash fitness adjacent world where you're like, I love this, but I hate this? Or do you just try to see the positive in everything? Is there anything that are there like trends or things that you're kind of like a little bit roll your eyes at? Yeah, I think there's always trends in every industry that are kind of like the moments. Um, But the I guess like a toxic positivity is the only thing that's very annoying to me in the yoga world. Like, yeah, like it's always okay and like everything's fine and nothing ever bad happens. And like if you're sad, like you just need to think happy and you'll be happy again. It's like that's bullshit, like, <laughs> you know? So Is that kind of a common – because for me, like I – early on, like especially when I started doing the podcast, I went down a crazy rabbit hole of understanding what toxic positivity is because I never wanted to be the person – I realized that like toxic positivity is like yes-anding people mm-hmm. is like – you're having a day, bad day, but like with, with you, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that one of your pets passed away, but you have more pets. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. toxic positivity. I yeah. understand now that like, that's how that works instead mm-hmm. of like the key is to just let someone say what they need to say mm-hmm. and then be a good friend. And like, if you, if there's a space for you to put something in cool, if not that you don't need to say anything. So, yeah. but in your experiences, it kind of, is there a lot of that where it's like, I know you're going through a divorce right now, but yoga is going to make it better <laughs> like that. Yeah, I think they're... <laughs> but downward talk. Look at this. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> um, I think especially people who may be, I don't know, like searching for something or trying to like mask something and they can't be true with themselves. It's just so much easier to get into that cycle. Um, there's this like Brene Brown cartoon voiceover thing. It's called Empathy versus Sympathy. And it's very short. It's only like two minutes, but I recommend it. It's on that vein and it makes it like very simple and cute. It's like um, sympathy. I don't know, I'm not even gonna say. I'm gonna butcher it, but I highly recommend it. It's okay. Really cute. You said it's called 
Empathy versus Sympathy. Just By Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Okay. Yeah, everybody just pop check it into out. YouTube. It's only like two minutes. You'll you'll feel good after you watch it. Okay, cool. Is there anything in the industry that you love where like you're seeing that change where you're like, oh, I see the change happening and I'm so into it? It's I'm very like tunnel visioned into the company I work with because we are a growing business who's trying to expand and grow bigger and grow fast. Um, and within that, it is very niche. And it's kind of like it's it's not like you can't sit with us, but it's also kind of like exclusive. But like come join our exclusive party. But like we want to stay exclusive, but like you can come. Um, so with that, I'm very out of touch with the other yoga world especially like the other yoga studios in LA but I love the sense of community from the studio um and again like I was talking about everyone I work with is incredible I can honestly truly say I love every single one of them which I think is very rare to say about like your colleagues um so I'm very blessed in that sense I think we all are honestly um to work in a healthy work environment that really cares about you and like you're working with like-minded people so i really enjoy that part of the industry um and overall everyone is pretty genuine and tries to be like real and i think that's the the other side to it the ones who aren't genuine and like like my biggest pet peeve are when people have a normal talking voice and then they get into the yoga room and all of a sudden they talk like this for 60 minutes and it's just like bro like you didn't talk like that five minutes <laughs> like ago the like the fucking where is that sleep app from? like what the fuck yeah. why so. is that because i have been in a yoga studio before <laughs> that happens and i'm like why are you talking this way i don't know but it bugs me so it's like those things like i think in yoga there could be this like mysticism where people like put up a fraud or a front or like a show and it is a show in some sense, but also like be yourself. Yeah. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. And that's the best parts. Yeah. I, I've definitely, I've learned with tattooing and the pod that authenticity is like number one. Um, yeah. I was just having the apprentice Taju here. He um, used to work in advertising and he said that he, he's basically, one of the things that he learned in advertising is that people don't give a fuck about like the fake perfect curation thing anymore. Like they just want authenticity and they want connection. Yeah. Which I think something like yoga or tattooing or even a podcast is if you can provide that, it's really, really, really important. Um, okay. So another thing that for me is really important, something that I, I want to talk about briefly is so when I met you, I was really interested in getting into yoga. Uh, my girlfriend at the time knew a little bit about it. And from like taking classes with you, me doing stuff on YouTube. And it's like now it's just part of like my weekly regiment because I lift weights and because I'm getting older, it's really important to do that to help my flexibility, to help with my recovery. So someone like Corey, who was joking and saying my ACL is not going to let me do any yoga. Let's just say. And how tall are you? Uh, six, six, three, six, three. OK, big dude. For someone that's like, I want to get into yoga, but it seems scary or it seems like it's something for only little hot people. How do I like, how do I take the step into just maybe doing 15 minutes to like stretch my back and my legs and just like loosen up every single day so I don't feel like a big tight ball? Yeah. What, what do you recommend? Definitely. I mean, I'm always a big, like I try to get people in classes because I think there's something special about that. Like idea of yoga as union and being with other people. Um, everyone comes to yoga combination <laughs> <laughs> um, I really believe everyone comes to yoga 
because they're suffering in some way, shape or form, whether it's physically or spiritually or mentally, like they're looking for some relief in some way or some escape, if you would. Um, And I don't know where the stigma came from, maybe because like people think yoga is only for like little tiny skinny hot girls. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes I mean, do you guys feel that way? I mean, I'm a hot bitch, so yeah. <laughs> I I used to feel that way, but I, not so much anymore. Like, because I, I know, like, plenty of dudes that, like, not necessarily look like me, but, like, are, like, you know, like, I don't know, I would say, like, average normal dudes that are, like, you know, around the higher five-foot range that are, like, bigger, and they do yoga. And I think that it's become, like, a normal thing. Um, I think for a long time, like, there was, like, this, like, feminine stigma around yeah. yoga yeah. but like it's not really i mean i i at least in my bubble i need to remember that i live in a fucking bubble but like <laughs> like in my bubble it's not necessarily like that anymore but i could totally see how like people that don't do yoga i mean like dude fucking people in the nfl are doing yoga like right. you know what i mean it's like it's so it's, it's silly to think that it's like oh man like that shit's either not manly or like oh i can't do it or it's not for my body type like i feel like it's just it's another type of exercise that like is good for anybody right yeah and that's what i was gonna say it's at at that point for someone who wants to get into it just like jump off the deep end and put yourself in a class like go on their website see what kind of classes they offer see which one sticks out the best for you bring someone like if you're that nervous and if it's not a good studio it's like doctors in that sense like you can fire them and go get a new one right just go around to places until you find that place where the person like greets you and they're really nice and they show you around and the teacher like comes and helps you and you feel good leaving um because i know there are some really bad yoga experiences especially in los angeles so i don't want to deter that from like having anyone have a yoga experience yeah um youtube's also a great resource like even like the nike fit pro app has like yoga mm-hmm. on it now mm-hmm. there's so many different channels it's just moving your body. Like even if you just get up from bed, like don't even swing your legs out and just stretch your arms up and like do some stretches and make it mindful and like breathe with it. Like you're already doing yoga. I know you're joking and you're like, can you get the guys in yoga poses? But like you've seen me do some crazy ass yoga poses. Most yoga poses like are very simple. Um, And it's more just about the mindfulness and slowing things down and having the awareness, connecting your breath to your body. So it doesn't have to be crazy, but there are so many different styles. If you want something for type A personality and you want to be doing jumping jacks in your yoga class, or if you just want to chill the fuck out and like basically sleep the whole time, like there's so many different styles. Um, my best advice is just figuring out which one you want and like what are your goals and what are you looking to achieve from the practice and then find that style. I feel like that's really good advice too, because even for me, like if every day that I lift, I do like... 10 minutes of like yoga and it's not like a full thing but just so that like I loosen up yeah and my back isn't fucked up anymore and my shoulders aren't fucked up anymore and like I don't ever get like hand or forearm pain when I'm tattooing and I think it's just because I lift and then I loosen everything up and then I'm done totally and I think that I've had other people at the gym be like that's really smart like literally this week some another dude is like I'm gonna start doing that because like I just lift and then I leave yeah but like you're just doing like slow different movements that obviously are like going to loosen up your shoulders, going to loosen up your back. So I found it works for me. Obviously I've had good people in my life like you that kind of helped me figure it. Cause I've known you for so long and I've been to so many different yoga classes, but it's something that just like baked into my personality now. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy doing it. So, and I think like it doesn't have to be a whole thing. No. That was what I learned, like especially during the pandemic, 
And I was like, this just makes me feel better and makes me feel like I'm doing something instead of just sitting here worrying about the world. Yeah. You know, and that was, that was what was important to me. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something about bad yoga experiences. Yes. I am curious because like you and I have both been to festivals before. We've like done the festival thing and you've taught yoga at festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like music festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Was it fun or was it a weird experience? Because like people are on drugs, people are hungover, people are like on vacation. Like generally is it a good experience or are you like, yo, this shit's a joke? No, you have to make it fun. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some festivals where you can go in like real like serious and real traditional with it, but my friends brought champagne bottles. Like we were twerking during class. We were <laughs> dancing. Like yeah. you, you make it fun for the festival. Um, and a lot of times I would teach like specific themed classes. So it would be like a twerk flow or like um, a gin and yin where it's like bring your booze and do a yin class. And like I'm sure there's people who are like screaming at these concepts online when they're listening to this. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. It's yeah. fun. You're we're, just having we're, fun. We're, we're having fun. Let the people have fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you're teaching at a music festival, at least the ones I was teaching at, like they were looking for fun fun interactive it's just about knowing your audience yeah Yeah. and i'm sure it's better to get your heart rate up like in the morning after partying all night and like just kind of sweat it out a little bit and have fun before you just go do more drugs like that yeah and just like stretch in the sun allegedly yeah Yeah. whatever what are the party favors (laughs) (laughs) do you uh do you have any other like festival stuff coming up or are you kind of retired from that (laughs) i am retired but i make my occasional appearance um, Fire festival. <laughs> I did go to last March, so March 2023. Um, Miko was out of the country, and my friend was like, "Come to this festival." And usually I'm like, "No," but I was like, "Fuck it!" Like we didn't have my dog was at my parents' house, and Miko was gone, so I was like, "Why not?" Um, so I went to a small festival in San Diego. It's called like Umbrella Friends. Um, was and it yeah, cool? it was cool. Just one night, I brought a bottle of mezcal. Um, did you know all thing? Did my know all thing? It was fun. I think you and I both are like retired from the festival, the festival slash rave circuit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, brother, <laughs> when you're pushing forty, it's it's if time. You're pushing forty, you're pushing P. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are you still vegan? No. <gasps> Corey's vegan. I thought we were gonna have vegan corner, but I guess we're I'm just gonna sorry. have to forego that. No I don't vegan give a fuck. Corner. It's fine. Did you, I'm the last person to be like, oh yeah, you should be this or you should. I don't give a fuck. Okay, but do what makes you happy. The serious part of all of this, I know that you have had like some struggles with like skin health, skin mm-hmm. issues, health issues, through exercise, through diet. You were able to kind of get things back on track. Yeah, I actually I was diagnosed with psoriasis when I was 22, um, and their solution, which I'm sure it's many people's reality is they're like take these crazy injections once a week for the rest of your life and you need to sign a death waiver to take this medication what and i was like uh no (laughs) that's wild i'm so young i don't want to do that there has to be another way around this so through just trial and error and seeing more people um i was able to like stop a really crazy psoriasis outbreak just through knowing my diet cutting out certain foods and continuing exercise changing my environment what did you what foods did you cut out so nightshades and garlic are really big triggers for me so tomatoes and eggplants are like the biggest nightshade groups in tobacco 
Um, Tabacky. Yeah, and garlic, I just, I can't digest it. So I would say those are like my four biggest Do you ever like low-key, no like, like let's say if you like walk by a, a nice bakery and you like garlic bread, just like goes in your nose, you're like, oh, I miss you, or you're like, not worth it. No, and like for garlic specifically, like there's some things where I'm like, I'll be fine if I eat that. But there's other things where I'm just like, that's going to fuck me up for days if I eat it and like I'll be like ill um, and it's crazy like I just thought food did that to you all the time and I would just be eating these foods and feeling so sick and being so sick all the time come to find out that I'm just really intolerant slash allergic to them and I cut them out and I'm healthy like who would have thought yeah did that we're gonna say go ahead did you get like blood work done or how did you figure all that stuff out yeah I did um, an allergy test and blood work and compared the two and then I was allergic to so many things they were like hey we don't know how accurate this is like you're allergic to so many things like some things could be false positives Mm. so I just cut it all out because at that point like I had plaque psoriasis from head to ankle and I was just uncomfortable and I was like insecure so I just went extreme and cut them all out that's smart yeah and I mean there's plenty of other foods I mean like I can't with my gout there's certain things that I can't eat Yep. But once I cut them out, it just never happens anymore. Yeah, because your body's not inflamed. Yeah, and it was stuff that like I um, I tattooed a dude who's like an allergenist, but like in a spiritual way. Oh, cool. Um, and he was like, just stop eating these things. He was like, I bet you eat a lot of wheat bread, huh? And I was like, yeah, because it's good for you. And he's like, but it's not good for you. And I, as soon as I cut that, blueberry spinach, I was chilling. Wild. Yes. There must Wait, be some like... you don't like... have any blueberries or spinach? Me? Yeah. Very rarely. Really? Yeah. And it was because I would eat every single day. Either I would have eggs with spinach or yogurt with blueberries every single day. (laughs) And then I would have like wheat toast. And then I would have a sandwich here on wheat bread. And I would like put spinach instead of lettuce because I thought the spinach was better for you. Like I was just putting it in my body. His body is just like, please stop. I did the same thing though. Yeah, because you think you're being healthy. Yeah, and you don't know. And like there's not enough social awareness to say like, these things mean like X, Y, and Z. Like if you're having these problems, you may have an intolerance to these foods and you probably shouldn't eat them. Like we just grow up thinking that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think like obviously stress and there's like a lot of other things. Um, I don't know if you eat a food and you have to take a shit moments after you eat a food, that's not stress. That's the food. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Hey, and now it's good. Don't, don't, don't fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's do a quick shout out to Mika because I think Mika's the coolest. My sweet boy. Uh, <laughs> how is dating a touring DJ? Is it weird? Is it hard? Do you like it? It's fine. I mean, I'm fine. I'm very independent. So I like the time apart. We're very much the type of couple who we see the value and be able to miss your partner um, and like have that like longing for them. So then when you see them again, like you have that excitement. Um, so... I have never been bothered by it. Um, it's always nice when I can travel with him when he goes to cool places and I'm like, can I come? Um, What's the coolest place you've been with him? Japan. That's a good answer. Yeah. And did he play a festival there? Um, or did you just DJ there? He, so, okay, crazy. He was going to play a club in Tokyo, but that's when they had the typhoon, tsunami, what? one of the two hurricane whatever it was they had that some shit with water some shit with water on the little island of japan Mm -hmm. and we got stuck in our hotel in osaka i remember i remember this yeah and he had the show in tokyo got canceled or maybe it was in osaka he was playing regardless the show got canceled um we got stuck in our hotel we were in our hotel for like two or three days 
our Tokyo trip got sh- um, cut short to 24 hours. So we had 24 hours in Tokyo. Hell yeah. It was wild, but it was still fun. You still got to go? Yeah, we still got to go. Well, shout out Mika. Shout out Is Mika. he still sweet? He is. He is. He's is he so sweet. sweet? She just goes, nope. Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> nope. I'm such like a nope. sucker for him. I always tell people like I'm infatuated <laughs> with my partner. <laughs> and he's a really that. good I'm dude. I'm obsessed with I him and he that. knows it. He always says too, like we were texting earlier. He's out of town right now. So he sent me a reel for work he made. And I was like, I didn't know what to expect because he's never made a reel before. But I was like, that was really good. Like I'm really impressed. And he was like, yeah, thanks. And I said something else. He was like, oh, like most of the time I do good work, but you know, I can't win them all. And like I flirted. I was like, oh, well, 99.9% like you're winning it. And he was like, yeah, but if I took a shit on the floor, you would still say that was like the most impressive thing you saw. And I was like, well, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's true love right there. Yeah, you go, brother. What you want? (laughs) I love love. That shit is so tight. It's it's the sweetest. Okay. So you have a dog that you love very much. We do. We're going to have dog corner. As you know, I'm a cat lover. Yeah, I have cats. But Corey. Why not fuck that shit? I just don't want to risk the babies. That's, I, I do get that. You know. My dog would fuck up a cat. And if, if like, especially, like, little Freya, if she got, like, torn apart by a dog, I would that'd never be, forgive myself. No, that would be heartbreaking. Brother, yeah. I was this close. I'm talking so fucking close to adopting a cat when we were in Oregon. Because in the, in the coastal town where Sarah's grandparents live... The AS or whatever, the Florence Humane Society, fucking in all the little shops in their downtown area, they put like cages and they're like, oh, like they put a cat in there and they'll be like, this cat's available for adoption, blah, 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 and like put info about it. And so they're in there for you to fucking pet and hang out with. And I fucking fell in love with this cat. I'm not going to, I still think about her every fucking day, but like, what kind of cat? Uh, I don't know. Cute. <laughs> what like, color was it? It was fuck, uh, it was like, like, Orange, black, and white. Like a a torty, that's what I have. Yeah, Sign amazing. Super cute. So cute. And she was laying in a fucking hammock inside Aww, the like the yeah. cage thing. Oh, yeah, they're, they're called camics. It's a cat hammock. A there you hammock. go. Yeah. I opened that fucking cage up and like was just petting the shit out of this cat. And I was like, man, I really want this cat. And Sarah had to be like, our dogs will not fuck with a cat. Like, you need to understand that. And I'm like, I totally get it. But fuck, I love this cat. Like, they're the sweetest. But yeah. I'm glad the dog corner became about cats. Yeah, but we can talk about dogs now. Uh, I mean, before I got Dharma, I almost adopted um, Kendrick the cat. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I used to have, well, my ex had Kendrick the cat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was like a a week period where I almost rehomed Kendrick the cat. Where, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to know. No, mm-hmm. we'll, I don't, I don't we'll move on to Dharma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of dog do you have? She's like a pit shepherd mix. She's Love real. That. Dharma's yeah. really cute. That. She's really cute. She's black. Love um, that. She's gained a little weight, so she gets a little chunky, but she's still cute. We both have gray pits. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, man. Pits are the, are the best. best. Baba. Oh, yeah. Baba. Love that guy. He's the best. That little motherfucker's probably laying on my bed right now. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Rubbing same. his balls all over uh, yeah. your bed. <laughs> no, he's actually, when we got him. No testes. Oh, that's oh, good. That's cool. Yeah, I know Mia's fat ass is laying all over my bed right now. We just, I, and, and you know what's funny is like we got home today and Sarah was like, "I'm gonna wash the sheets," and then like she called me and she's like, "I washed the sheets and put them on the bed." Mia's ass already laying all over the <laughs> sheets. Like, that fat bitch. I love her so much though. She's the best. And she's like, and she's she's a little beat up right now, so she's like really on her like like lounging <laughs> shit. So yeah, it's cool. Do you think that? I know you guys had Goku for like a quick second, mm-hmm. but it was like too stressed out of a dog. Yes. Do you think you guys will ever get more dogs or you're just chill with Dharma? 
it's it comes up every once in a while and like I think it depends what mood I'm in because sometimes I'm like shut the fuck up we're not getting another dog don't entertain it and other times I'm like oh, you're right we we, we should <laughs> but no we already did it once um it was kind of a disaster huh? it was a disaster and it might have just been this specific dog like he was a lot for us um and it might have just been our situation I follow his Instagram now but we adopted a puppy and <laughs> This it's the most LA ass shit. So Goku is doing well. He has an Instagram. Well. His name is Loki now, and his brother is Thor. So now they're Thor and Loki. <laughs> okay, sick ass. Okay, but sick. we adopted a puppy um, in like very close to the pandemic. It was like around pandemic time, and he Poor ended him. up. <laughs> he ended up um, growing to be like over a hundred pounds. Oh just, like, shit! Really hyperactive never really settled in like would wake up at 4 a.m still having accidents inside the house like tearing everything up and we just didn't have the means to like really care for this dog so like no shame i called the lady we adopted him from and was just like hey sorry but we gotta we gotta figure something out i think that like that's important to just be honest about those types of situations because like when so mia our dog they she's had two litters of puppies and both times accidental i'm not fucking breeding puppies over here but like at, like so both times when we've get we've given them all to like our friends and stuff and i'm always just like yo if you cannot handle mm-hmm. the dog call me we'll figure it out because yeah. like i'll fucking take another dog i don't care we'll we'll find somebody else that can't take it whatever but call i think me. it's important to just be like honest with yourself about those situations because you want what's best for the dog like, exactly no what. and even though like we we understood we couldn't care for him the way he needed to be like we still cared about the dog yeah and we weren't just gonna drop him off somewhere give him to a strange family like we had to make sure he was okay mm-hmm. um or we would have kept him it's just yeah. not the type of people we are yeah that makes sense i think you yeah. did the right you made thing. the right choice yeah, yeah. you're the right thing I, I feel like when we went on a hike with you guys you were going through it with goku like that dog <laughs> just could not he was just like like everything no chill and then it was like exhausting himself. So he was like foaming. So then Miko was stressing and trying to give yes. him water. Like it was just awful. Oh, I was the dog like, went on the hike. Yes. Yeah. It was, oh, it was me and Miranda and then Noel and Mika and then Dharma who's chill, who I've been around many times. Mm-hmm. And then Goku, but Goku, we were like doing like the Runyon thing. He just was like, I Ugh. like, it was just too much for it him. And so Runyon's a lot. Like, yeah. That's like, especially for a dog that's like not chill. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's I, like, we like got left and I was like, I don't. I hope they get that dog figured out because it would be too much for me. Yeah. yeah like there's no, no way too much. Yeah. I think we had him for two years and we were like really on our last, like two years is a long time too. Most people were like six months. I'm not doing this. Shit we anymore. tried, we tried so hard. We really wanted it to work mostly for our other dogs. So she had a friend because she really likes to play with other dogs, but like we couldn't do it. That's, you know, it's bad, bad. When two years in, you're like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, we tried. We, we did. tried real hard. Uh, I love that mentality because I have the same mentality about dogs where I'm like, well, like, if I got one, like, it needs a friend. Yeah, like, yeah you don't got to hang out. Like, that's what the we fuck, did. you want him to just hang out by himself all day? Like, come on, and we need a buddy. And that's why we keep going back and forth. But like, maybe if it's, like, a smaller dog that's, like, a little older that will still play with her but it's not as high maintenance. And then I'm just like, no, shut the fuck up. We don't need to see a dog. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned that you, his name is Loki now. Yes. You follow him on Instagram. Yes. So Instagram is something that has to, in a weird way, is just a part of our occupation. Same thing for you. Yeah. Um, social media, do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it just, it is what it is? It is what it is. I have a healthy relationship with it where like I scroll at night or like when I'm on the toilet. But other than that, 
my job is very demanding so like I don't have time to like aimlessly scroll at work if I do it's like when I'm alone which is very rare um so yeah I'm I'm fine with it I know I've been doing that too I've, I've created a more healthy relationship with like social media yeah if I post cool if I don't cool yeah um if I put something out into the world and like people love it like you guys did with my flash and you guys always repost my flash cool if two people like it cool same like but I used to like really like fuck what am I doing wrong or like I need mm. to be really involved on Instagram because I'm not going to get business and it's like that's not true no if you're good at what you do people will come to you totally you know like and we're in an age now where I think there are people who will maybe find an artist through Instagram but we're getting back to the ways where it's like word of mouth. Yeah. Like I I, you said, you said hot eight yoga. And I was like, I just know that because it has a good reputation, not because I followed them on Instagram. Yeah. You know? So I think that's kind of, I think the tides are kind of changing, which is cool. And that's to be fair, how I met you because Chelsteen got her tattoo done her. You did her cover up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I was like, damn, like he's sick. Like I want to see like more work by him. Um, So I do think we're getting back to the era of word of mouth and going back to Instagram, I think at that point in time, it was very like it, Instagram was a fad. So you wanted the it was like TikTok now, like it was the Instagram um, recommendations. Like you got to put the the signature Instagram picture up. Like it was very like Instagram heavy. Um, and I did capitalize off that when I was teaching full time. I really used Instagram as a tool, and. It was another way I was able to connect with my clients. And in a sense, like I, if I could connect with them outside of the yoga room and like be a part of their life, they were more likely to come back to my class because I cared about them more than just like my client in the yoga room. Like now I know their dog's name and like, oh my God, your daughter's so cute. And when they come to my class, I'm like, oh, well, how was your daughter's birthday party? Um, and that outlet of social media, I think was really special with people who are like creating a business or have that type of clientele um if you're able to use it in that sense i think it was really successful and then it kind of went into the world of influencers and it was more just kind of like let me show you like what it's like and like let you like want this experience and i'm going to make it look really cool for you so you want to come to this business um but by that point when i stepped into management i started to slowly take myself away from social media um just being a leader in the space i i'm a very open person so the things i want to post on social media wouldn't be very appropriate for like what i do for work <clears throat> so once i did step into higher management positions i stopped using it yeah and it's just kind of like same like i don't care because now i'm not using it so you don't really need to yeah how do you like for you that's someone like on the back end of your 20s and like in the the really like the next level of your career when you see stuff like on TikTok where it's like, let's do a 30 minute yoga flow. Are you like, cool, get your bad girl. Or are you kind of like, what is this shit? Like, do you, so fun fact, I never downloaded TikTok. Okay. I just, that's how like disconnected I am from social media because you are I, stronger than me, homegirl. I, I don't even <laughs> remember like when it really came out because I was just like another like social media app. I was so over Instagram at that point. I just didn't want to bother with another one. So I, any of like the new ones, even like the threads thing, I haven't downloaded that shit either. Yeah, no yeah. one's really just, fucking with threads. Exactly. Uh, I've been so. using laps. That's like, that one's pretty cool. 
It's a shit I invited you to. Basically, it's like you like <laughs> take photos and shit. That's all it is. It's like how old like Instagram was. Yeah, oh, say that was the other one I never. Someone did. else. Be was real, fucking to me about sucks. That. Yeah, be, no, but that yeah, where it's it's like old Instagram where it's just photos. Yeah, it's just photos. You take you take like a bunch of pictures, whatever. You can't see them for like two hours because they're like developing, quote unquote. And then like it'll give you all your stuff at once, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. I want to post these. I don't want to post these. It, it feels cooler because honestly like most of the people that i'm that i'm friends with on there are my friends that i know yeah, like in real life yeah. yeah so like it feels like it's truly what i would want social media to be like now that's the only reason why i fuck with it i feel like if it turned into something where i was like oh like all these people are fucking adding me that i don't know i'd be like this fucking sucks yeah because that's the other thing is there's no followers everybody is your friend so you will see their content too and it's not like you're racing for this number yeah. where you're like oh i want to have nine million followers and only like follow three people or whatever you know what i mean whereas it's like, like i think that a lot of tiktok yeah. and shit is like that that's interesting yeah i think i mean obviously tiktok is moves this podcast yeah but i mean it's just the way it goes tiktok is kind of getting burnt out the shopping shit has made it not fun no. as much yeah you know like everything shop on tiktok yep tiktok's okay so so even if you just want to satisfy your curiosities for like 15 minutes but you have to make an account and like just make a burner account. Just have it be Noel sixty nine four twenty or what? That's probably taken. But um, dibs. <laughs> Pen pending. Pen. <laughs> I I well now because I'm talking about it, I'm sure Yoga Talk is gonna get funneled into my TikTok. But I'm with that. I don't. I've never seen. I don't really see it. It's for me. It's just like food stuff and fitness stuff, and that's it. I don't my algorithm even, is like constantly changing. Yeah. Like I'll have like one week it'll be like food and then like trading card games and then it'll be like the next week will be just like I don't know it's like heavy other random bullshit like dude for there was like a couple of weeks where it was only getting like people in jail like and they were just like doing random shit in jail they're like oh, yeah like yeah. I'm fucking cooking and I was like this is sick and I'm liking all this TikTok shit like jail. I, yeah, I, I fuck with TikTok it like jail. I was like that shit's tight like get your spread on homie but like uh, the algorithm is so fucking weird on there because now. Like legitimately, it's like shopping. It's like shopping, 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 shopping because they want yeah, you like, to spend oh, the fucking this. money. Swipe to get this. Yeah, and, and then, then it's like that. swipe, and then three ads. Yeah, and it's like and then, it's oh, a- look this live stream. You're like, brother, I'm just trying to see something funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Someone sent me that was crazy. There's a tattooer that has a podcast, but he's like mad religious. And he was like, yo, like today we're going to talk about like how to become one of Christ's soldiers. And Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was like that vibe. And the other tattoo was like, yeah, the way I got better at my game is like I believed in Jesus Christ. And blah, blah. I was like, yo, this is too hectic for me. <laughs> well, this, this is the part where we tell you that me and DJ Michael McGill now produce a new podcast. It's called Tattoos for Christ. Tattoos for Christ. Well, listen, it looked really good. The background no, and everything, the sound, everything looked really no, good. So you're doing... Shit did not look good. Stop. <laughs> I think your name should be like Tats for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. With a Z. Yeah. Tats, tats. for Christ. Tats. For Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. You're onto something. There's now. no S's, only Z's. And that's why they pay me the big bucks. Big bucks, baby. <laughs> Noel, before we get to your magical mystery question, uh, shout outs how people can uh, do yoga with you, how people can give you money, how people can learn from you. Shout outs, yoga poses that you love. How can people do the things that they need to do? Look into the mic or speak into the microphone <laughs> and say the things that you want, the shout outs that you want to say. Um, shout out to Hot 8 Yoga. Come take the hottest yoga class of your life. How hot is it? 110 degrees. God damn, oh my God. Fuck. With humidity. It's 
Do you get sweaty as fuck? Sweaty as fuck. Ever had anybody pass out? Oh, yeah. How but often? It's, it happens. It's normal. Not all the time, but it happens. You're fine. Where is where is it? There's ten locations in Los Angeles. Ooh, so goddamn. Yeah, pick your fave. Pick can you name all ten? LA. I can. Do you want me to? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Beverly Hills, Brentwood, Culver City, Hollywood, Koreatown, Pasadena, Woodland Hills, Sherman Oaks, South Bay, and Santa Monica. Damn, there's none by me. Me? What the fuck? You guys don't like Silver Lake? I mean, like Koreatown. So those the are valley. two different, ain't got none in the two valley. different boroughs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in the valley. What's up? You're not uh, opening Sherman one in Van Nuys. Sherman Oaks and Brentwood. Sherman Oaks and um, Sherman Oaks. I guess I'll take that. I'll take Woodland that. Hills. Oh yeah, Woodland. Hills. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. That one's real nice. That's a village. Wait. Oh, next to the Topanga Mall. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the Topanga Mall. Oh, okay, and uh, cool. not the mall, oh, but the village. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. Do you think that? I'm just saying. I have seen it. Hey, dog, you should go. Get yoga on. You want to go? I'm down. All right. I'd like it better for us in Silver Lake, but it's actually not that far from my store. Yeah, maybe we can all three of us go. Yeah, oh, I'm let me know. so down. So you can Yay. watch my fat ass pass out, <laughs> bro. There's no shame. Just get out. Like, well, we'll have you read the descriptions. You can pick the class that you're comfortable taking. There's no, let's do the hardest lots one. Lots of Fuck different it. styles. I mean, I can throw you in the hardest one. Hell yeah. It's a wild experience. Hell Is yeah. there any twerking in that one? No. No, no it's all it's all business, huh? That shit is business. Now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a so different like B I Z N I Z, dude. <laughs> uh, any other shout outs? Any other business. anything um, you can think of? No. Okay. Amazing. So people want to just give money to Hot at Yoga and specifically do Noel's classes. If they yes. want. I really don't teach that much anymore though. So just fund the business so I can keep doing what I'm doing. Give them the money. And sp- yeah, spreading yoga to okay. the world. Cool. Okay, I love it. <laughs> It's now, a weird money funneling scheme going on here. Yeah, is that yeah. actually a pyramid it's scheme? It's actually is that my trying- money laundering. Business. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. I've thought about this question, and I really like this question. I'm so excited. Can you tell me one yogi who does not work at Hot 8, and we can say like internet, otherwise, that you greatly admire? Like, tell me one person... Yeah, that was an easy one. I thought you were gonna give me like the "Would you rather?" Oh, oh no! Well, this is just the beginning of the okay, question. Okay, this I is, was gonna say, I'm this as is they like, say, girl, setting the stage. Oh, <laughs> girl, this is about to get real rough. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I, that's what I was expecting. I was like, this, this is easy. Um, I don't know what her Instagram handle is. I'm gonna look it up really fast. I should have done this before. Can you tell me but, the person's name? Yes, her name is Adriana Lee. Okay, Adriana Lee. Adriana Lee. Now let's just say that <laughs> Adriana Lee. Reaches out to you via Instagram. Yes. And she's like, I'm having a basically like a yoga influencer retreat. And I guess I should say she is like a real life friend who's also like a yogi inspiration of mine. So I don't know if that changes. But like, are you too tight? Like, we're not like besties, but like we are, I would consider her a friend. Okay. Can can it be someone that you're not friends with? Um, that you don't know? No, no, let's just stick with Adriana Lee. Okay. Let's just stick. No, 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 no. Pick a different one because I know your, your answer is going to mess it up. <laughs> Pick someone that you don't know. Fuck. Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. So there's this famous Instagram yogi. Mm-hmm. Her name is Laura Skycora or something like that. I know who she is and that's all that matters. Okay, perfect. Laura Skycora. Laura, a cl- the handstand yogi from Instagram. Okay, this handstand yogi. She reaches out to you. I'm having a summit. I'm bringing all these yogis together. 
and you agree to go and you go up into the mountains and you're at this retreat and like the, what's the other girl's name that you're friends with? Adriana. You're like, Hey girl, good to see you. We're at this yogi retreat. And you're like all doing your yogi thing. This is a great role playing. Okay. The handstand. It's 110 degrees and shit. Yeah. You're doing hot yoga. You're fucking learning things. You're drinking tea. Humidity at 40. Yes. It's a fucking nightmare. Okay. (laughs) Now let's just say this handstand queen person. Her name is Adriana, right? Laura. Laura. Laura or Laura. What is her last name again? Yeah. Okay. The handstand yoga. The handstand yoga queen. Laura. It turns out that she's a grade A bitch. (laughs) And you, you and her are just fucking locking horns. Every time you're around, every time you got something to say, every time you're trying to be like, hey, I think this thing about this way, when I do pigeon pose, this and that. And she's like, <laughs> bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're at my summit. Like you will speak when you are spoken to outside of that. Shut up. Damn. And you're just like, man, I didn't want it to be like this. I didn't want it to be like this. Okay. Okay. And the whole time you notice that like she takes like a lot of notes in, in a journal and she's like always writing things down and she, she's like, shh, writing things down, writing things down everywhere. It goes with her. I hate this. Okay. <laughs> Fuck bitch. Now you go to bed for the night. You, you text Mika. Good night. I love you. Kiss Dharma on the dog lips. You text whoever else you text to go to bed. And then you hear a commotion and a ruckus and you run over to the next cabin and this girl, Lauren, Laura, Laura, Laura <laughs> she has a knife in her chest. And she's like, Noel, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Call the fucking cops. Help me. Help me. I'm fucking stabbed. And you notice that like her notebook is open and it's just like all the yoga contacts. It's all the information. It's like a, like a, like a tome. So if you have this book, you can effectively take all of her success and all of her connects. There's a light. It's glowing. Exactly. From this, like from like, this like a lamp has been knocked oh. over and it's directly shining a light on it. And she's like, don't look at my book, you fucking bitch. <laughs> fucking call the cops. Now you know that you can either. Yeah. Blood squirting everywhere. You can pull the knife out, put a compress on her, save her life. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's going to be ungrateful about it. She's not going to be like, like you're gonna be like go to like be like, hey, good luck, girl. And she's like, don't fucking touch me. Is they're like putting her in the ambulance. Or you can just push the knife a little <laughs> deeper and pick up her book and walk the fuck out of that cabin and go to your cabin and start thumbing through it and being like, I'm gonna text this person tomorrow and this person tomorrow. Good riddance, you awful bitch. Which one would you do? Competition. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would save her. You would still save her. I would still save her. Even though she was ungrateful about it and she treated you like shit the entire retreat. Yeah. Why? Because you're a good person. Yes. Yes. Karma. Okay. Yeah. So you think it would be cursed? Like it would be cursed fame? Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel good about it. And usually if something makes me feel icky, like shouldn't do it. Okay, let me ask you this, but let's just say, let's take another, let's, let's add another layer to this. I don't think there's any scenario where I'm going to kill this woman, so. Okay, <laughs> well, you're not killing her, you're just not helping her. You're just aiding her. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm aiding in her death, which is, isn't that like basically first degree murder? No, no. That would be third, no? No. Or no, first? I don't know. How Maybe we'd catch some manslaughter. May, may accidental. 
or involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, and like and like manslaughter now, like people be getting like five years that shit. It's like not even that big. Of a deal. No. Okay, here's the thing though. Taxes. Baby. None of that's gonna happen. You're never gonna At get the caught. The prison yogi would be like your new. Friend. Oh, that'd be sick, and they'd be on TikTok. And the TikTok prison. And I'd be yes. watching you like making. You'd be like, yo, this yoga, this prison so, yoga shit is crazy. Have you seen prison yogi? Yes, yeah. ex- exactly. <laughs> okay. Writes itself. Patent pending. Patent, patent pending, pending. Patent, patent pending. pending. Okay. But that's not even going to come to that because no. you're never going to get caught. Never. No. I still wouldn't do it. But like, let's just say because you take her place. No. Like you are at the top of the yoga pyramid. We talked about you being competitive. No. Body by Noel. Noel's yoga studio. The whole, like, it's a whole thing. Like I walk into Target and the whole yoga end cap is all yoga by Noel. It's yeah, you, you're like smiling, laughing. The little blocks and the yoga mats and the yoga pants and the sports bras. Yoga oh, mats, fifty nine ninety nine. Exactly, you're building a, an empire. Like whoever's the most famous yogi you can think of ever in the world, they're like, "What's up, dog? I want to take lessons from you. How did you get to the top? Because I'm not shit compared to you." But all you have to do is take that book and not call an ambulance. No. <laughs> do you because it would be cursed? Yeah, I just don't feel good about it. So you would like look in the mirror and be like, you're a fucking fraud. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I don't know, just energetically, it's some way going to come back like even harder on my end. Okay. Um, And I truly believe that. Like even like if it's not as deep as like murdering someone by (laughs) accidentally pushing a knife into their chest or just like something small. I really do feel like energy exchange is real and... The whole thing of karma is like the energy you put out is the energy you receive back. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, even though I'm competitive, like I think I mentioned it earlier, I want to know I worked hard and like I earned what I did as far as considering like a job well done and success. So I guess that's how I would measure success. It's not the posters on the wall or what's being released, but more like the hard work and the process and the results that came out of that hard work. Okay. Okay. Listen, I can't argue with it. <laughs> I just like to think of these crazy her, scenarios. Okay? She's a better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of someone having a knife in their chest saying, call the ambulance, you fucking bitch, is so funny to me. I thought about that sentence on my way here <laughs> and was like, I need to specifically say that Dude. to express how awful this person I is. I might straight up kick the knife. Just be like, <laughs> And like, like I'm not going to be all sunshines and butterflies about it. Like, I'll probably like say something back, but I'm at the same time, I'm not going to let her die. So even if like, like, let's just say like a year later, you like see her. And she's like, I'm a fucking survivor. That's why I like I made these sports bras to show off my knife wound and blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, and you're like, fuck. That hey girl, crazy. I helped your fucking ass. A sports ass. bra with like a little fucking exactly. Yeah. And then it's got the knife wound, and no, she's I like, definitely want to punch you. I face. crawled and I grabbed she's on the fucking phone. Oprah and shit. Yeah, fuck how it. I survived. Oh, would you be like, that's fucking bullshit? I helped you at least, or would you just let her have it? <laughs> no, like, that would that would all by that myself. would make me lose my shit. <laughs> That'd be annoying. I still wouldn't do anything, but you'd say something. I would say something. She I would out a book called Solo Survivor, <laughs> like how I did it all by myself exactly. on my own. How Fuck I crawled everybody back else. from death like, on my own. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I, I'm sure this person's way nicer than that. I hope they don't hear this this question. Oh, oh no, I I hope they don't hear this question. I actually met her once at a, a yoga festival. And she was, and she nice. was very nice. She didn't call you a fucking bitch. No, she held me in a handstand. I actually think you know, like 
like I did like a jump hug on her, like a koala bear. Mm-hmm. And like she was totally fine with it. She was just letting all of us crawl all over her. She's really sweet. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure she will stay alive and unmurdered. <laughs> Hopefully not at a yoga retreat. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay. Some be wild fine. shit, dude. She'll be fine. My brain's a mess. I love yeah. it. You know, I've learned though, like from you to everyone else, I try to make these as horrible as humanly possible. And the, the guest always chooses the righteous path. I don't know if it's because there's a camera <laughs> or because it's recorded. No, you know, if you asked me if it was like like a, a child molester, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Kill him. Knife in the sternum. Yes. Kill yes. him twice. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Kill him and then like zap him so they can come back to life and then you kill them again. Yeah. yeah. But like in yeah. a different way. So like I'm good? into that. But yeah. like unless it's that, I can't agree. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I asked DJ Michael Miguel if he would if he would become like one of the most famous fitness people ever, but he secretly did steroids the whole time and he would never, ever, ever get caught. And he still said he wouldn't do it. I was very impressed. But again, there's a camera recording you. Who knows? I don't give a fuck about what the camera (laughs) said. Okay. You know how much shit I've said on arguing with my friends? Oh yeah. He did be saying some some questionable shit. It's okay. (laughs) That's like the more, that's this podcast, um, like hectic twin. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you. We have a new segment on the podcast. This is the second time we've done it. Oh, how exciting. You're going to ask the Magic 8-Ball something, and it's going to give you an answer. And then we're going to call it a night, and then you can go home and love your dog, and these two maniacs can drive back to the valley, and I can go home and draw. Okay. What would you like to ask the Magic 8-Ball? Will Michael win the lottery in 2024? Oh, shit. Fuck. Holy Talk fuck about a legendary question. Holy shit, this is a before mic- before before you before you shake this yes uh, magic eight ball yes. Just want to remind you yes. A great man once said, "If you come up on some cash, give me half. Give, give me, me half." half. <laughs> <laughs> I will just let you know now that if I win the lottery. You're gonna be just fine. Oh, yeah. There we're, will we're, be we're, signs. We're, you're, you're gonna be just it, fine. I'm not gonna tell nobody, but there will be signs. Yeah. How much? Just so you... many cats. <laughs> just a house full. I'll have like the the clear walls where you can see them like running around in the Stop. tubes. That would be so sick. That would be sick. If you broker this deal, how much do you want? Um. I'll, let's just say. Enough to open your own yoga studio? Mm. That's That sounds like a great... You accept? Yeah. Okay. Enough to get the contacts of... <laughs> of Laura. Of Laura. Laura, the handstand yogi. And become... To, for, to parlay that into Noel, the handstand yogi. <laughs> Got it. Target deals next to Magnolia Homes. The yes, whole the whole thing. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one. Okay. Let's see. Right. Let's see what it says. Nudge eight bomb. The moment of truth. <laughs> you guys ready? Yes. <laughs> it... Is certain. Oh. Shit. <laughs> now. Oh shit. The eight ball speaks. We're gonna talk about spirituality really quick. I just got a stomach ache. <laughs> Do you think that it could potentially not be a literal California lottery and more some sort of life lottery? Mm. It could be. I wasn't specific. You, you know. You were not specific. It's it. It's all in the words. I mean, I've already hit the life jackpot. So. Mm-hmm. It's certain. We're all winners in the lottery of friendship. Hey, fucking amen to that, brother. Amen. Combination. Friendship, love, understanding. It's the best. Noel, thank you for being here. 
Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that we got to do this. You're such a sweetheart. I know we don't get to see each other all the time, but I for, I forget how much I enjoy like talking with you <laughs> and how easy it is and how fun it is. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the love and you always bringing your friends here and getting tattooed and Mika always being a good friend to me and all those things. So I appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah, no sweat. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is by appointment only. Uh, we love you a lot. Go do yoga. Go to Hot 8. Get your yoga on. Do your movement. Eat something delicious. Tell your friends and family that you fucking love them. Straight up. And if you have pets, love them. Kiss them on the dog lips. Yeah, or cat Michael lips. Said. Yes. And if you can't take care of them, someone else will. Yeah. Don't torture that animal. And don't be ashamed of rehoming a dog or another pet you can't take care of because that's nothing to be ashamed about. Totally. What What is this? You're doing this right It's counting. Oh, you're counting. Okay. Uh, this podcast is produced by Armed and Dangerous. <laughs> DJ Michael Miguel and Corey Dunn. I appreciate Woo. you guys. I love you guys. Our theme song is by Javi. He's the sweetest. He's a fucking crazy Javi? person. Thanks, Javi. You fucking nut. Yeah. I'm going to have lunch with him on Sunday. Hell yeah. Tell me some We're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, like coming on this podcast. Like coming on this motherfucking podcast. Thanks again, everyone. I'm sorry we missed it last week, but we're back in business next week. Another movie pod, everyone's favorite and stay tatted, be tatted, love each other, be good to each other, practice patience and understanding. And we'll see everyone next week. Have a good one. And we'll see you later. I love you. Bye.